It is AEW Dynamite review time on the Hit the Turnbuckle channel, which means there's two of us here, me and the AEW guru, problem child, whatever you want to call yourself now, Mr. Dave Robinson. Evening, mate. Hey, mate. Are you okay? Oh, yes. It's been a while. How have you been? <clears throat> yeah, been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, really good. Really good. Yeah. Good, thought, good, um, good. thought Dynamite was really good this week compared to... The, the two prior weeks, I wasn't particularly happy. But I think this week it's returned to its former glory. Um, looking forward to talking about it with you. Happy, happy day this week, shall we say, uh, on Dynamite anyway. Um, talking about, oh, we always say, how many times we say on these shows, start your show hot. Um, they did massively on, on this. Uh, Swerve and Handman put on an absolute clinic as we... Well, as we come accustomed to with their feud, um, it was a draw. They wanted, well, Swerve wanted this time a few more minutes. Hangman said no. We thought that was going to be the end, but no. Then Tony Schiavone then announced a triple threat match for re final. Is it was it resolution? Res resolution is, isn't it? A revolution. Yeah. Sorry, revolution. That's the word. Re revolution. Um, I mean, first off, Dave, what an outstanding way to start Dynamite. And I think it made perfect sense putting them both in with Joe. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping we'd get the triple threat. Um, this match, it, it just flew by as well. You know, it was yeah. a half an hour time limit draw, but it just didn't feel like half an hour. It, it was, I couldn't believe it when they made the, I think Justin Roberts made the announcement that there was five minutes remaining. Yeah. And I thought I must be a 20 minute a 20 minute limit but it wasn't it was 30 minute limit I just thought yeah we saw two excellent matches from these two in the past um, but but this one and and mate there was like a double turn in it as well like yeah. really you know he's been getting great reactions for months but it, like Hangman was getting booed and it was almost like Hangman was the complete heel and Swerve was the face and I think the finish and Hangman not wanting to go five more minutes and then his reaction to the triple threat. I just thought I just thought it was perfect. Yes. I think Connor on the outside as well. There were some good moments with him. Nana. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's uh I think I think Swerve now is pretty much a babyface off the back of this match. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I certainly think he is. They did. They certainly look like they teased a double turn, as you say, uh, and they've done it. But this this is what we've what we've been accustomed to for AEW for, well, really since the inception, this these type of quality wrestling matches that actually also tell a great story in the ring. Yeah, yeah. It was, as I say, it started off in the right vein, you know, and, you know, you, you always get excellent matches in ring action from AEW, um, but it's the story, and that's what we've been annoyed with with the last few weeks. But this story, the story, not just the story of the match, but the story of Hangman and Swerve's rivalry um, and yeah. the importance of the outcome of this match, but not just, you know, not it wasn't just important for Hangman to win to um, become a contender for Joe and, and face Joe, but he, he hasn't beat Swerve in their last two matches. Swerve won both. So you, yeah. you just saw how much that was affecting him, the fact that he couldn't beat Swerve and then the next best thing was that Swerve couldn't beat him and he was trying to take solace in the fact that he hadn't lost but Swerve still has gone on to to main event revolution and you saw the frustration that had built up in Hangman because of that as well so yeah. Yeah, I just I just thought this was excellent short term long term you know 
the match that we're going to get at Revolution is going to be excellent. Um, I'm hoping, and I think Joe will retain still. I think it's a bit early for him to lose yeah. the title. But I think it's going to be a great match. Um, and I still think I still think that we're on for Swerve to have a title reign in the summer. Yeah, but I think he'll he'll beat Joe in a one on one match later on. Uh, I think I think this match, um, I think probably Joe will, will get the win over Hangman. Yeah, uh, at Revolution, but I know it's going to be a great match. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait for it myself. I think it's going to be great. Speaking of Joe, he did have a moment and he basically just said that neither guy won. They don't deserve to be in the ring with Joe. So come Revolution, he walks in and walks out champion, which is kind of what you said. Um, now, Diona Pizarro joined commentary next, which is can only mean one thing, probably still the best woman character uh, wrestler of all, uh, Tony Storm. She took on Red Velvet. Not massive, uh, you know, it was, it was a nice showing for Red Velvet. It wasn't particularly long. Uh, the winner on this one was never really in doubt. I mean, we wasn't going to get Tony Storm losing uh, this one before, or any time before Revolution is she going to lose a match to someone who's not really been on dynamite a lot anyway but but that being said it was still a good little warm-up for her yeah it was a solid enough match and you know we've we've seen tony on commentary the past few weeks so it was diana's turn this time to to kind of get a close-up look of the competition i think that they've told a good story with with this as well with diana and and tony and obviously played into their their past friendship and you know, the matching tattoos and coming up together and now Tony's this different person that she doesn't even recognise. Um, They're going to have a great match at Revolution. A really, really strong card started to shape up now and and the women's title match is going to be, be a great one-on-one match. It will be. Um, I'm going to talk more about the women later because we'll get into why and in a bit. So we'll, we'll move on just because it, we were going to revert back to the women uh, later. Um, Then... <laughs> There was a bit about uh, best friends now. Uh, Cassidy's defending uh, his title against Ishii for fuck's sake on Saturday, and then there's also um, which Trent find weird, and, and they're still going towards. I think Trent splitting up from best friends, and then the trios match uh, was set with the undisputed kingdom on Rampage. But first off, we'll, we'll get into the the kind of what's looking like the breakup. But Cassidy and Ishii. <laughs> Collision's just going to be a fucking train wreck, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if Ishii is part of chaos. Is that why Trent thought it was weird? Or I'm not sure, because I know there's a, like the New Japan stroke mm. AW faction involving like Rocky Romero and Orange and Best Friends. So I'm not sure if Ishii is part of that. Um, yeah, not 100% sure, but I, I, that's going to be a great match. It's kind of come from nowhere. Um mm. But I, I suppose, anyhow, we've said it before. Every match doesn't need a story. No. Um. Uh, I'm. I'm kind of. I'm looking forward to seeing Ishii, and and perhaps we're going to be seeing more of the New Japan stars leading up to the summer and Forbidden Door. Um. Uh, we might be seeing a significant New Japan star making their debut in in AEW soon. But I think Could we'll be. we'll get to that seg- segment when. Uh, <laughs> we will. Yeah. 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 So uh, I won't say any more on that. But I think we'll see more New Japan stars. Um, over the next few months. And, and Ishii is somebody we've seen before. We've seen him have some great matches with Eddie Kingston. Um, mm. He teamed with um, Eddie Kingston, didn't he? I think yes. he was a, a five-on-five match. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Ishii always has great matches. And 
I'm sure the match on collision will be no different. He had an absolute belter with against. I think it was Ricky Knight Jr. or Luke Jacobs over here. I can't remember. Luke Jacobs. But yeah. Oh my God. It was it was sensational. Um, I'm looking forward. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it anyway, just because I like Ishii. Cassidy's great. Uh, yeah, we'll get into what you mentioned. Well, there is going to be a new Japan star definitely starting with AEW soon because it's soon time for this man to make his AEW uh, official AEW debut uh, under the roster anyway. Um, we'll talk about that because there is something interesting happened on a, another wrestling program called NXT this week. Um, so we'll we'll hit on that and we'll talk about that in a minute, as you say, because something happens. Um Blackpool Combat Club now, fuck's sake. So CMWL guys are here, and you know what I'm like with Japanese names. Here we go. Uh, so it's Voldemort Jr., Mascara Dorada, and Hichikero. Is that right? about right? Yeah, that'll, that's close enough, mate. <laughs> Against the Blackpool Combat Club. This was all, this was, you know, all. it was great because... On one hand, you had these three sort of luchador wrestlers or CMW wrestlers. On the other hand, you just had you, uh, da- you know, Danielson and oh, sorry, Claudio Danielson and Moxley were just in your face, smash mouth wrestling. So it was worked really, really well. Yeah. And it does feel like there could this CMWL thing really does feel like it could be something special if they carry on doing it the way they have been. This could really, really be really. This could really, really be good for AEW. Yeah, I think so. It's it's, it's they've presented them as equals. Mm. You know, they're not like cruiserweights. They've they've presented them as top luchadors. You know, yeah, the top stars, the Mexican stars from CMLL. And when it was when the match lent into more of the lucha style. That was when they got the advantage. Hmm. And then when it became more of a fight, that's when the BCC got the advantage. And I love that contrast. Uh, I yeah. think you know there was more CMLL guys at ringside. Yeah. Um, you know, there's others that we've seen as well over the, you know, over the past year, you know, popping up. And we've seen that influx of, of luchadors, and that's been a feature in AEW. But I think get, putting them into a meaningful story with uh, an established team like the BCC, hmm. uh, is a real smart thing to do. And, you know, I mentioned Forbidden Door just, but I'm, I'm sure we could see um, AEW, New Japan and CMLL as yeah. part of Forbidden Door this year. Um, it looks like, you know, it doesn't look like a one-time thing. It looks like it's going to be a, an ongoing story, which I'm all for because I thought this was great. And I, I saw some moves in this, which I've never seen before as well. Uh, that Hitchy Sarah guy, He's incredible. His match against Danielson last week was great. Yeah. Is that um, his name? Is it Hichisero? Uh mate, I, I think I've just totally butchered that. But I, I had to I had to give it a go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, their match on, on collision was was excellent. And yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I just I think that's the, the biggest takeaway that I took from it, that they were presented as equals, that it wasn't like yeah, cruiserweights against heavyweights or anything like that. It was these experts in this style of wrestling versus the ex- these experts in this style of wrestling, and they clashed, and we got a great encounter. And I'm sure we, you know, the, what's exciting is all the other matches that can come off the back of it as well. The singles, yeah. tag matches, the triple, you know, the trios matches that we can get as well. So yeah, they're doing a great job with this, like you say. It is, and uh, Blackwell Combat Club obviously coming victorious. You were right. Other members of Team CML jumped the barricade at this point, but then Matt Menard, Daniels, and Seidel were three interesting backups for the BCC. 
and they had a nice little brawl. Um, speaking of brawls, they went backstage. Chuck Taylor was jumped in the back by the undisputed kingdom. Uh, so we think we're going to get an injury update or about that uh, about that earlier later on in the show, which I don't think we did in the end. But Tony Khan's big announcement. Now, generally with these things, we know we've heard about Dixie Carter's had fucking shit tons. Tony Khan's had a lot. Some are good, some are not so good. This one was this one was good. Um, announced that they're going to the TD Garden in Boston. Now, for big business, that's the show. That's what it's going to be called. Um, if anyone has seen the poster, Boston is spelled B-O-S-S. Now, think about that. You know, right. So we're all planned. This is going to be, this is another, well, I was reverting back to earlier with the, 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 the question. But first off, it's pretty much at this point nailed on now that that is going to be the debut of Mercedes Monet slash Sasha Banks. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, there's reports that she's been actually part of the on the payroll mm. for a while now. Yeah, uh, you know, a check from AEW, but I think this event, I take it to in her hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, will be the perfect place for her to debut, and and AEW have done similar things in in, in people's hometowns, so absolutely the right place to bring in Mercedes. Um, but I, I want to hear what you've got to say about the NXT news because I've missed that. So before I say anything else, what what have, uh, what's gone down there? There was a promo that aired on NXT this week, um, and it was talking about a man with three faces. Okay, and it that was kind you know. I, whether this was an Okada thing, I don't know. Whether would you put a card on NXT to start? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was it was a promo about a man with three faces. It was Japanese, like reverting to like Japanese and stuff like that. So, um, oh, right. so I'm, I'm under the impression that Okada and Mercedes will both be debut debuting at Big Business. That's exactly what I was just about to say. My belief yeah. is exactly that that we're going to see the debut of Mercedes Monet, and we're going to hear the coin drop. Of Okada, yeah, uh, a big business. Yeah, I think that would be the perfect place to bring him in. And, and Tony Khan says how, how big a night it's going to be, and it it looks obvious. You know the the spelling of Boston, the yeah. boss. You know Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet will be coming into the company, or you know it would be the first time we see her as part of the roster. Um, mm. But I think there's more to it than that, and I think I think Okada will be the other one. Yeah, I, I think I, so. Yeah. Possibly. Um, I mean, he's got the, the relationship he's been in AW in the past for matches. Yeah. Um, you, you know, similar to Osprey. Um, it, I, I think, I think it'd be the right place for him. I, I would trust Triple H with Okada if he did go to WWE. Mm. Um, but I think perhaps, I don't know. The, the relationship he's already got, the friendship he's already got with Brian Danielson as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brian Danielson at the minute's got a win over Okada, isn't he? So I think I think uh, Okada will be keen for him to to face again and Okada get his win back. So I think uh I think big business will be the perfect place for for a couple of new faces and I think Okada's gonna be one of them. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I say it wouldn't be oh yes, yeah, five weeks' time. So you could also Osprey should already be in by then. I would have thought Osprey would be debuted before then. He's got yeah one more show next Sunday, which we're going to uh, high stakes here in the UK. And I think then he'll be debuting on AW. But my question going back to the women's side, and I've been thinking about this for pretty much since Wednesday um, when we've done this, was you know, obviously this is Mercedes Monet is going to be a great, great signing for AW. There's, there's no doubt about that. But 
my thing is, is like, is it bringing in too, like, not say too much quality too soon? We've not long had Diona Pizarro come in. Now, she's been getting the main event rub. She's likely to lose against Tony Storm at Revolution. I, I would have thought, anyway, I don't think it's the time to take away from that. On top of that, you've now got Camille, who is going to be, he's apparently knee deep in conversations with AEW. Now, WWE one didn't work, that hasn't happened for whatever reason. And then they're going to bring in Mercedes, who's then going to have the main event rub straight away, and she deserves it. But what does that do to the likes of Diona, who has come in? She's a big name. She was a free agent. She's got this big rub. She's going to be pushed down. And then you've also got Queen, is it Animator, who's really, um, yeah, who's really impressed. I've certainly been impressed with what I've seen of her. Although she's never won a match yet in AEW, she's been really, really good. Is it a case of... I'm not saying don't bring Mercedes in, but could they have waited longer, or do you think now's the right time? Yeah, I think I think they have been doing some good work with the women, but I think that has also been because of the people they've been bringing in or bringing back. Mm. Serena Deeb, I know yeah. I'd like to see Serena back. We'll have Jamie Hayter back at some point, and and what I've said all along, my point about how how the women are treated, I just want it to be similar to the men. You know, yeah. I want them to be having the tag matches, the trios matches. I want factions. I know we had the outcasts, but that didn't really last very long. And it's a bit, you know, it's gone away a little bit. Um, Soraya doesn't compete all that much anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so so maybe we need we need another faction or a couple of factions or um, men and women. Like, uh, would you like to see Serena Deeb in part of the BCC? Or, you know, yeah. there's, there's different things they could do, but they need the personnel to do it uh, and they need people with star power and I think Mercedes is one of the biggest stars out there that they could get in terms of the women division women's division I am a little bit um, anxious about how it plays out because of reports rightly or wrongly about her and her attitude and her demands and mm. you know the money you know part of the reason why she hasn't ended up in WWE apparently is because of uh, they weren't willing to pay her what she was demanding so yeah. that that concerns me because if she comes in and she's on astronomically more money than some of the other women there the likes of serena Deeb, the likes of thunder rosa brit baker you know that could cause conflict backstage but if she's getting eyes on the product having great matches having great stories and she justifies that expense then that you know that gives the other women those opportunities to share the stage with her and, you know, have those big matches. So it can work out for everyone. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I, I think, I think we've become accustomed with AEW of getting big male stars in. I think, mm. I think it's time to, to really give that focus to the women's division and they've been doing that on the whole. And I think Mercedes would be a big, big piece of the jigsaw that would slot into place quite nicely. And, I'll be looking forward to seeing some of the matches that she'll be having. Yeah, and Camille would be another big one if they could get yeah, her. In. Absolutely, yeah. Be another huge name for her to come in and, and the the one time uh, NWA women's champion that was she had the she had the Roman Reigns run before it was cool. Uh, she yeah. had seven hundred days or so as the uh, NWA women's champion, so that would be another great get, assuming uh, it, it happens. And uh, there's two bits of news aside from AEW that I thought we'd cover off now quickly. Um, one is actually just broken as we've been talking uh, at the time of this, nearly half past eight on a Friday night. Progress Wrestling and Defy Wrestling have merged together. So that's oh. news for the British and American fans together. So Defy and, and Progress have officially merged. 
so we're going to see a lot more, uh, I suppose, m- progress will be going over there a lot more. Defy will be coming over here. So that's good news for British wrestling as well as U- US wrestling, that one. Um, the other bit of news was in TNA, which you alluded to, messaged me uh, the other day. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I know this is an AEW show, but it, it's important that we cover this off. Scott Damore um, has been fired or terminated by uh, Anaheim. Um Caused a bit of a stir, amongst other things, causing stirs this week in, in wrestling. Um, what do you make of this? Now, the, the, the story's come out now that he's not, he tried to buy TNA from Anaheim, and it didn't. They rejected it, and then, you know, he kind of knew something was coming off that. But do we have to be careful to be neg- too negative before we even know what's happened? They've already taped four, sort of three or four, tapings have already done so we're not going to really know until the next set of tapings how things have changed what did you make of it and do, do you think it's too early to start being negative about it before we can see what the changes have been made yeah i was i was very surprised hmm. very surprised by it to be honest because they've had this massive resurgence hmm. um you know they've gone back to the tna name um demore has been pivotal certainly as far as you know we're concerned the viewer um, it seemed to be that the the talent were all, you know, one hundred percent behind Demore and his vision for the company. Yeah. You know, we asked that of 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 Decay the other week mm-hmm. about you know everybody seems to rally around and really get on board and you know putting on some great great shows and some great wrestling content. You know, over the past eighteen months or so, two years. Um, and that I've, that really culminated with the bringing back the TNA name, which obviously Demore has been there since two thousand and three. Yes, and they're a long time, pretty much since it started. So to hear this news now, so soon after they've gone back to the TNA name, um, that he would no longer be part of the company. Yeah, you know, I always had the impression that he wore a lot of hats and he did a lot of things backstage, and mm. he was a huge part of production, and you know the on-screen talent and storylines and producing the shows. So, mm. yeah, I, I I kind of thought it must be part of an angle, to be honest, when I first read it, but it doesn't seem to be the case at all. So um, maybe an opportunity for AEW, um, WWE even, or, you know, NWA, somebody who, you know, would absolutely... Love to have someone like Scott Demore on the payroll, assuming you know nothing major's gone on backstage, or there's no not things that we're gonna any anything negative. I'm not sure, but I I, I would imagine it would be re-emerging in a company soon. You know, he's he seems too too pivotal in what happened with TNA for him to not have a job in wrestling. Yeah, definitely. So we'll have to see what happens. As I was shocked as you was reading it. I don't, as you said, I don't think there's going to be any drama backstage. I think a lot of the a lot of the wrestlers have come out in support of you know of him, not not, not the decision, but of him, uh, yeah. which, which will say that he was one of those well liked ones. We're not going to get a Vince part two or anything like that by the sounds of it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we're always the positive. Suggest anything like that is there, but yeah. it's just it just was such a shock. Mm. You kind of reading what's happened, like hey, yeah. like, it was Scott Scott Demore is like. Yeah, part of the furniture at TNA. Um, even more so than some of the wrestlers that you'd associate with TNA. Your Samoa Joe's, your AJ's, people like that have all have all moved on, but he's been a constant throughout everything. 
So yeah. for him to just coin it, but with no no rumors or nothing suggesting that this was going to happen, for it to just happen all of a sudden, um, yeah, yeah, strange one. Strange one. We'll see. We'll see what happens for sure on that one, and we'll keep a close eye as we do on TNA stuff. Um, anyway, back to AEW. Um, Kanosuke Takeshita. Uh, against Jericho. Uh, now, I, I have to hold my hands up on this. Now, obviously, we, we've slated Jericho a lot on this program. And it's been it's been necessary. It's been granted. I'm not saying that we'd, we we shouldn't have done. Um, and I, when I saw this, I was like, oh, Jesus, you know, fucking hell. Here we go again. I take back that because Jericho in this match took some absolute blows. I mean, he took a brain buster to the floor. He got stabbed with a fork. He took all that sort of stuff. He put uh, Takeshita over. Not only did he do that, he taps to his own finisher. But the match itself was so good. Um, and it reminded me of Jericho of old the old days. And it was really nice to actually watch a Jericho match and, and, and actually be like, yeah, this is really good. And Jericho kind of going back to his old self a little bit. Yeah, I think this was good. And now Jericho has put over Hobbs in convincing fashion and yeah. Takeshita. Um, really good as well. Really good finish. We don't we see we see um wrestlers hitting their opponents with their own moves and stuff, but mm. very seldom does it actually lead to a victory. Um, so I, I mean, I can't remember the last time anybody tapped to the walls of Jericho, to be honest. Um, so to to win in that night, that fact, I was surprised. You know, I didn't expect Jericho to tap. Mm. Um, but as you say, the match overall was really good. To Kester's a star. Yeah, you know he's he's brilliant, and you know I I think I prefer him in this role as a heel, as well. He, he kind of yeah, I, I I like I like the Callis family to be honest. I do. Mm. Um, I'd like to see a bit more of them to be honest. Um, but the fact that their top two guys in Hobbs and Takeshita have both picked up wins over the former AEW champion, um, that says a lot, and that's the role that Jericho should be playing. I'm not saying he should be losing every week. No. You know, or every time he has a match. Um, but it is time for him to, you know, give these young stars the opportunity. And and a win over Chris Jericho is a big deal, you know. Yeah. And, and particularly in the nature that it happened and and the submission, a submission, you know, against a world champion is, you know, impressive enough as it is, but to to use his own finisher against him, I thought that was great. It was. It really wasn't. We say kudos to Jericho for pulling that one out of the bag. Uh, you know, we've slayed him a lot, and I say rightfully so. So it's nice to hear him. Uh, um, in. I heard this on another podcast um, about Jericho. We, you listen we, to other podcasts. What's going on? We, no, we do. Um, historically, over Jericho's career, we've had this the time to miss him because he comes in for a few years and then he disappears for a while, mm. and he disappears. You know, he comes and goes and. And every time he comes back, he kind of reinvents himself. And I know, I know he's had different things going on at AEW, and Le Champion is a different mm. iteration of him than what we're getting right now. But he he has been there pretty constantly, so maybe that has become the problem. We haven't we haven't had a chance to miss him, um, and that's affected you know the perception of him or people's enjoyment of him. There was obviously the stuff the other week in mm. terms of harassment stuff as well. But if you kind of block all that out and just judge this based on this match, and and to be honest, a few of the matches that he's had recently, then as you say, it's kind of back to back to somewhere near his best. And 
you know, he's he's not kind of a parody of himself or showing himself up. He's he's going out there and he's having great matches against some of the young up up and coming stars, and I think it's perfect use of him. Yeah, absolutely agree. More of the same, please, Jericho. That's for sure. Um, we're on to the main event already. So Dynamite was flew by, just much like this podcast, because it was that good, just like this podcast is. Um, <laughs> Sting and Darby versus Big Bill, um, Ricky Starks, uh, tag team championship match. Um, the, the sight that I always see in this is when Darby Allen f- flew through the air and got caught in a one-handed boss man slam by... Uh, Big Bill. Uh, the, this match was great. Um, again, really good main event. Sting and Derby win the titles here. Um, now, for a lot of people, that is, you know, a nostalgia thing. It's really, really good. Sting wins the titles. You kind of, well, I think you've mentioned a point a couple of weeks ago that you, was, you wasn't sure if this was the right, you, you thought this was the way it was going, but you wasn't sure if it was the right way to go. Um after the match, obviously, the Young Bucks, or sorry, Nicholas Matthew and Nicholas Jackson come out and attack Darby Sting and Sting Sons, who looked like a Sting, like Sting did when he was a kid or younger. Um, what did you make of this now? And are you still not sure this is the right way to go? I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. I've got to say, yeah. Um, I thought the Young Bucks weren't going to cost Sting and Darby the match. Uh, which kind of would have been a bit short-sighted because we know that the books, it was not official for Revolution. Mm-hmm. But when they were talking about the Sting's last match, they appeared on the stage and made their return. So for them to cost Sting and Derby, knowing that we were going to be going up against them in a few weeks' time would be, would have been short-sighted. So um, I enjoyed it. I, I, I did. I think giving Sting that opportunity to... to hold gold for the last time doesn't upset me at all. I think given that his, his run that he's had in AEW, the fact that they're undefeated to now hold the gold, it does ha- add another another layer to the match, I suppose, because mm. does he go out undefeated or do the books take the titles? If the Sting and Derby win, do they relinquish them or how all that plays out? So I don't think it's a it's a guarantee that the books are just going to win a no. revolution because it's Sting's last match. I think they could definitely, Sting and Derby could definitely win and then relinquish the titles on Dynamite the week after. Um, you know, it's only Sting's last match. It's not his last appearance. No. And I think I think that match against the books will be fantastic as well. Oh, definitely. I think it's going to be great. So I thought this was a good match. I think Big Bill and Ricky Starks have had a, a, a decent reign themselves. Um, yeah. I don't think it was ever going to be, you know, year long rain or anything for those guys. I think Ricky Starks is ultimately a singles competitor. Um, but I have enjoyed his partnership with Big Bill. So yeah, I've I've got to admit I was perhaps wrong to be um concerned about this. I thought I thought it was really good, and I really liked the post match beat down yeah. to involve Sting's sons as well to be using white baseball bats and dressed in white. And then you had Derby's blood all over the white suits, which yeah. made it more dramatic. I thought it was a really, really good end to what was a great episode of Dynamite. And you know, for me, it was a, it was perhaps a nine out of ten show, to be honest. 
Yeah, I had 8.5. I really, really enjoyed this one. I, I thought it was great, top to bottom. The announcement delivered because it was the confirmation that a lot of us have been waiting for, which was obviously... Yeah. Well, wasn't the confirmation, but it was kind of alluding to the confirmation that we've all been waiting for about mercedes Monet. So, yeah, very, very good episode of AEW. Um, also, before we well, go... Sorry, just saying, when I watch an episode of wrestling, I want to be disappointed that it, when it's coming to the end that there's not much left. Yeah. And I watched with this episode of Dynamite. I was like, oh man, that's two hours flown by. I wanted more. So I think if you use that as a as a marker, you know, you want more of those than not. And, and unfortunately, the two weeks before I was watching, like just, it was more of a slog. And yeah. it's this, obviously the same period of time, but it's just when it's booked right and the stories make sense and the matches are good and everything just flows and the, the pacing's good. Yeah, I, I, ju I just hope they can... Use this now as a as a line in the sand and when we get more and more episodes like this on a weekly basis. Yeah, definitely agree. I think the ratings also went up this week as well, which was good. I think they've got 809,000, I think, this week. I can't remember what it was last week, but pretty sure it was a, an increase on, on, on last week's show, which is good. Anyway, back to some announcements. Uh, congratulations to Smashing Mike retaining against Eddie Dennis at Ignite. So he's still our turnbuckle champion. His new opponent will be announced next week. I already have the video from Brilliance Country. That's all I'm going to say about that for now. But uh, yeah, you'll find out next week. Next week also, we've got Welsh standout Dow Johnson coming on the podcast. Uh, I think that's Monday, actually. Uh, unusual to have an interview on a Monday, but we are on this one. Um, Slam Masters uh, Wrestling's coming on uh, next Thursday. Next Friday, as you saw, may have saw yesterday, uh, former Knockouts champion ODB, from her food truck, I believe, will be coming on uh, to uh, to have a chat. And in the following week, we have the one-man band, the, well, the, well, the former 3MB, 1MB, WWE Tag Team Champion Heath Slater will be coming on the following week. We're looking forward to that as ever. And there will be, hopefully, an announcement soon. Oh, we announced Buckle Up again on Sunday. That is coming on July the 14th. Yes, July the 14th. Uh, tickets will be going on sale, I think, pretty soon, actually. Um from what I've been told. And there will be another announcement uh, very, very soon uh, about something else that we're doing. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled to socials for that because that should be dropping within the next week or so. But any luck, I can breathe a bit more now. We're done. Oh no, there's one more. There's one more. David Francesco from uh, Revolution Pro Wrestling will be coming on on the 1st of March. There we go. I did remember bring that one in at the end. Uh, but yes, busy as ever as we all are. Uh, Dynamite was great. Looking forward to more. We've got Collision this weekend. we got what the hell is going to happen on SmackDown this evening, as this is Friday night. I have no clue apart from Triple H is going to be on there to carry on from what happened yesterday. <laughs> it was it was pretty good. I mean, I don't think that was the original plan, was it, from, from what I've read. They've seemed to have pivoted. Yeah. But I, I think it, it was really, really good, actually. I, I don't know what you thought of it, um, but I, I wasn't necessarily expecting a rock heel turn which that looks like is what's happened um yeah. What do you think uh yeah I'm, I'm intrigued now i'm intrigued i was intrigued anyway i mean did, did they did they pivot i don't know I, I don't know maybe they wanted to be a bit of intrigue i mean you look at the, for example elimination chambers coming up in a couple of weeks and you've got no world champions on the show roman's not there seth's injured uh gunfer can't travel logan paul i don't know 
Maybe, maybe they're the same in. You've got the women's championship, but EO Sky's already taken on Bailey at WrestleMania and Rhea Ripley's ones to be determined. I suppose that will happen at the Elimination Chamber. So you've got a massive premium live event currently as it stands with none of your main guys. Punk's injured. We was gonna we was gonna get Brock Lesnar and Dominic Mysterio, but that's obviously not happening anymore uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, which maybe Braun Breaker come in and, and take Brock's place. He did at the Royal Rumble. Um, but yeah, did they or did they pivot? I don't know. I, I, I think it's easy for everyone to go, oh, the fans won. I, I'm not so sure. Well, the only thing that made me think that perhaps they've changed the plan is, is Cody definitively said that it wouldn't be at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Like he wouldn't be facing Roman at WrestleMania and that's when The Rock came out. Yeah. So it seemed to me, confirm that The Rock would be facing Roman at WrestleMania and Cody would be facing Seth. Mm. Now, he then said in that press conference in Las Vegas, yeah, I've made my decision. Yeah. But that did seem like a little bit of a backpedal. Yeah. But, but one that you could kind of ignore to a degree. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Obviously, WrestleMania is over two nights. Yeah. It, it sets up a potential tag match with Rock and Roman together, but then are we going to get Cody Roman? Are we going to get Rock Roman? Are we going to get Cody Rock Roman? Are we going to get Cody Rock Roman Seth? There's a lot of intrigue. Um, but I, I really thought that was an end. I really liked that press conference. Uh, and, you know, I, I think to do those on occasion, mm. they're a little bit different. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was... I, I, I've got to admit, I thought they really, really salvaged what could have been quite a negative situation and the rock yep. getting booed and stuff and yeah. turned it around into something really, really interesting. And the rocks kind of, not officially, but joined the bloodline. Yeah. And that wasn't something I was expecting. So, yeah, I'll be interested to check out SmackDown as well and, and see see how this story continues on the, the road to WrestleMania. It's always good when they leave you a bit intrigued. I like, I like it. I like it. Um, but yeah, they could get, a, they could put it together for Elimination Chamber if Seth's healthy enough. They could do Seth, Cody, Rock, and Roman because like Seth was gotten into the faces as well during that during that show. So well, there's going to be two Elimination Chamber matches. I take you one men, one women. Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine Drew McIntyre would be involved in that as well. Oh yeah, definitely. If he's if he doesn't win it now, I mean. The good thing about it now, right now, is everything is up in the air. Gunther's yeah. opponents up in the air. We still don't know if Cody and Roman are going to do it. Triple H is going to be on SmackDown tonight to address it. So, is it going to happen? Yeah. Could they still pivot again? <laughs> this is, yeah. you know, there's so interesting. Mate. And as I say, the, the <clears throat> dirt sheets have gone mad. Everyone who's complaining, the Rock come out on McAfee's show calling. <laughs> Cody found Cody, Cody crybabies and then yeah. used that again in the press conference. I, I just thought it was really, really entertaining stuff. And um, yeah, we still don't know what the matches are going to be. Um, we don't know the matches for Elimination Chamber yet. But yeah, I've I've got to admit, whether they did it intentionally or they've stumbled across it, I I'm really, really interested to see what happens next. Me too. It's quite interesting. They've only got like two weeks to Elimination Chamber, and I've not even announced anything yet. Mm. Yeah, it's really weird. Really well, that's going to be on a day for us. That's going to be on at ten o'clock in the morning. Thank wow. <laughs> fuck for that. <laughs> yeah. And you got um the one after us, man, is in France. <laughs> so that's going to be at eight o'clock. Happy day. Yeah, yeah. 
We, we love these. We love these PLEs in other countries. But even when it's in rehab, we get it at five or six o'clock. So we need yeah. more. Fuck America. They get everything. <laughs> yeah. Keep bringing your PLEs to different countries, the ones that we can watch it. Uh, nice times anyway. Uh, but yeah. more to that. And we'll find out. There's a lot of wrestling going on. Wrestling's thriving. Let's keep it that way. Fuck the negativity. Just enjoy what you enjoy. Watch what you watch. But just make sure you watch it and just keep watching it and keep enjoying it like we are on this show. But Dave, I'm going to let you go and have some dinner because you've not long been in from work. So go and have some dinner and uh, we will meet up again and we'll chat some more stuff very soon with, with AEW. There's so much stuff going on. We're looking forward to Collision. As I said, SmackDown. No pay-per-views this weekend, but we'll be back to do it all again soon. And until then, everybody, he's gonna he's gonna serenade you off like he normally does as it's AEW. Go ahead, Dave. It's come to that time, mate. It's time to bid you all adieu. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bang. Stay safe, everybody.